Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, The Whistler, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Keep it simple, get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello everybody and welcome to the Whistler episode number four with me, Graham Rodber. And me, Mark Stiff. So it's been a little bit of a while since we've been with you. Um, Mark, just going to bring you in straight away. It's been a bit of a while since the listeners heard from us. How are you? Um, have you been busy? What have you been up to? It's been a bit of a manic season. Yeah, um, obviously I was away for a, a week on holiday. Um, I missed the uh, two weeks of the uh, season, which is just uh, um, unheard of normally. Who agreed that? Um, um, well, you had to agree because we've had <laughs> we have had a stress we have had a stressful season. We've um, obviously at the start of the season started early, which um, I think was a, a magnificent uh, thing to do because coming up to the towards the end of the season now, there's a lot of grounds that have uh, disappeared. Yeah, due to uh, both being taken down. So for any listeners who are listening to this podcast and they are kind of outside of the southwest London area, um, we do have a particular uh, pitch capacity issue that once it kind of gets to the end of March, um, we do struggle with um, getting a lot of our matches on. But um, that's the football side of it. Let's get on to what we're here really to talk about, which is the uh, the, the refereeing and, uh, and our match officials. Um, how's the season been for you so far? Um, yeah, I think I've had a great season, uh, refereeing wise. That's confidence. Yeah, I think I've had a great season. Um, I've, I've actually enjoyed refereeing this season. Um, uh, appointing has been very difficult this season. Um, referees, um, a few referees have obviously left the panel this year um, due to obviously incidents what happened. Um, throughout the season, which we've dealt with accordingly. Um, it has been a struggle, but we, we have managed to... We have managed to cover most of our games every weekend. Um, but, yeah, all I can say is that um, I have enjoyed refereeing myself this season. Um, what about you, Graham? Well, I was just going to say, before I come on to me, there's just a couple of things that I just want to unpick about what you've said. So you were really quite confident and on the front foot there. And you said quite, quite quickly off the bat, you know, you've really enjoyed the season and you felt you've had a good season. You, you've, you've had a good experience. That's quite unusual in this current climate to hear that at the moment, because if you're looking at kind of social media in particular, all I seem to be reading about lately is you know, abuse, violence, threats, intimidation, poor team discipline, poor team behaviour. And what you're saying here is somewhat of a very, very different experience. Um, why do you think that is from, from your perspective? I think it's probably the way that I manage the teams myself. I feel confident when I'm in the middle. I give the captain the, the spew of what I actually say to him. I pulling the uh, officials if I've got um, assistant referee officials from both teams. If obviously I haven't, then um, 
I do it all myself, which obviously they the both captains will listen to what I've said and they feed that back to their team. Um, I just feel confident when I'm going out refereeing at the moment. Um, That's I a really good place to be, isn't it? That's a really good place I've, to be. I haven't had a bad experience this season at all. I mean, for a couple of seasons, I'd say, but I think this season... I haven't had a bad experience personally. I know of a couple of referees that have. Obviously, we, me and you know ourselves that one has decided to hang their boots up, which we was quite disappointed with. Um, but going forward, still trying to recruit uh, newer, newer referees. I met a couple of new ones that we've actually taken on board to name them by face. Um, and they're quite happy. One actually spoke to me on Sunday. He said, "Oh, it's nice to put a name to the face." Yeah. And we had a good we had a good chat. And he, um, I had a, um, a couple of referees around me because we was on the semi final on Sunday, and they actually listened to what he was saying. And when they come, when they actually spoke, and they he, they said that this league is well run. It's it's great to be um, proud of this league and be part of it. He said. I won't mention the, the league that he actually come from. He said that it's everything's done to how it should be done, and I was I was like I was quite humble because yeah. I'm part of that committee. And and I thought, well, if Graham was here listening to this, I said he would have been so proud. Yeah. It was nice for someone to comment like that. Yeah, I I think yeah, like you, you know, I I put in so much to it, and all it takes is just that kind of one person to say something nice and favourable and be kind and that just gives you that little bit of a boost you need, you know, at a time where we're all sort of struggling with things, not only in football, but um, in society. I think the second part that I just wanted to pick up in something that you said was around getting the games covered. So talking about coverage of referees. Um, so, you know, again, just looking on social media and talking to people in other leagues, it looks like particularly in the London area, some leagues really are, running massively massively short of officials and even 10 or 15 games a week in some leagues they're not being covered by by referees um what's the secret of of our league the southern sunday and, and what's your secret behind that um bungs no i'm only joking it's not i think it's the friendly approach the way we come across we we don't give them the old spiel we give them exactly what it says on the team yeah. um we're, we're obviously there we, we enjoy what we do. Um, and to be honest, I'll say 95% of the referees are very flexible where I put them. I mean, the odd one or two, like say, oh, can you put me there this week because I've got to do something after, which I'm more than happy to do. Um, what else can I say, to be fair? Um, How difficult is it word of mouth, I think, right. when you hear the new referees actually talk about the league and they say, Oh, well, I know someone that wants to join, wants to join. I've had about four or five uh, do that this season and they've come come on board and they've really enjoyed it. And if obviously I don't want to take referees from other leagues, which we, we don't like doing anyway, but if they come from another league and say, Oh, this league's not being run properly, but yours is it. it I, I'm, I feel really happy when they say that. Yeah. But with the coverage-wise, I mean, I do look around um, on online and that, and I see I'm, I'm quite disappointed that games don't get covered in in other leagues as well, which is obviously unfair on them. But 
I've got to look after my own league and look after my refs. And I'm, I'm hoping that they, most of them do look after me as well. So just park that just for a second, because you asked me a question just a few moments ago and you said sort of from, from my own perspective and my experience, how's it been? Um, and you'll know that I had a particularly tricky incident before Christmas uh, this year within the league. Um, and I have to say, I was really disappointed. Um, I was disappointed with the county FA and I was disappointed with the FA um, in terms of how they dealt with the um, the issue and the incident. And I think it's very quick when things are going wrong. I think it is very quick for us. You know, we are quite quick to point these things out. But I think from my own experience, I think people, when they are raising stuff, I think they're raising genuine, genuine concerns around the system and how poorly set up that it is. And the lack of, of support for match officials really, I think, is, is not in a great place, if I'm honest. Um, and you'll know, Mark, you know, for, for I'd say probably the first half of the season, at least, where I've said to you, I've refereed every week for 21 years. I'm now at a point, both as a referee and in my life, where I'm not sure whether I want to motivate myself to get up on a Sunday morning every single week next season and just put up with some of the hassle that, that we've had to put up with. And you know, being the league chair in my own league, that's a really difficult for, thing for me to say um, because I just look at some players and I look at some teams and I think, quite frankly, you don't deserve a referee. But equally, I do wonder for the teams then who are law-abiding, do their admin, very loyal, very well run, if you're punishing one team, then you're punishing the good teams. And that that's where I find it really quite a difficult balance if I'm honest but um, what I would go on to say really is sort of from March and April or maybe February March and April onwards you know I have started to enjoy it a little bit more Um, and as you know I can sort of choose my games I'm quite quite fortunate in that in that situation Um, but yeah I I do think from my own perspective I kind of got my mojo back and I've got my confidence back and I, I think refereeing is a lot about confidence and and if anybody is listening you know I've been refereeing 21 years and and never really missed a Sunday and ah ah stop other you did no I was going to go on to say so I was going to go on hold that thought (laughs) hold that thought and what I was going to go on to say is I've never missed a Sunday really throughout the season until this year where I actually took a break and I went on a holiday and I have to say just a Sunday away just did me the world of good really it just reset gave me a bit of headspace and actually if you're not there out there on a Sunday and you're doing something else you miss it and there is a thing there is an old saying that says absence makes the heart grow fonder and it was great to come back the following week but I was just grateful for that rest and just sort of talking to a lot of referees out on the circuit I think there's a lot of referees because we're so short at the moment they seem to be doing multiple games I think that's causing a lot of injuries. I think people are physically cooked and I think they're mentally cooked because people are under stress and pressure at work. If you think about the cost of living, cost of petrol, gas, electricity, heating, um, cost of food, everything like that, you've got anxiety at work, you've got anxiety and stress at home and then you go out and then essentially you're taking everybody else's anxiety and stress. They're taking it out on you. You're one man against or one woman against 22 people. That's yeah. a really difficult situation, isn't it? And 
just sometimes you fight you feel like you're fighting against the world yeah i agree with you there really tough i think it's really but, tough but, but but what i would say both. really to any official doesn't matter how long you've been refereeing if you just need to take that little bit of a break out get that little bit of headspace and recharge your batteries i think that's perfectly acceptable to do that i know football then goes without that referee but isn't it better that you step out recharge the batteries get your headspace you'll come back a better referee as a result of it yeah, I think that's I just my view. I mean, I know others that would disagree <laughs> that they would say, no, if you've fallen off the horse, get back on it as soon as possible and then go again. I think with society and the world as it is at the moment with the uncertainty, I don't think it's necessarily as easy to do that as maybe it would have been in the past. What do you think? Yeah, I think I agree with you there because obviously when me and uh, Trish, we took that break um, to recharge the batteries, as you say, um, yeah, I think you've done this the world of good. Going from doing the cup finals last year and then going straight into a, a season as well, including the pre like we had the pre-season straight after the friendlies and then we started the season early and you hadn't had a break all the way through apart from the uh, two weeks at Christmas. Um, but we were still doing work on the computers, it ain't as if you just sat down and done nothing. You still continue to do work. Yeah. And you still continue to do work now because coming up close to the cup finals as well, there's a lot of work done behind the scenes. A lot of people think you just click your fingers and it's done. There's a lot of work that needs doing behind the scenes. Just on, um, I touched on it around kind of support for, for referees. I, I do think it's quite lacking and, I'd like to think that obviously you and I at the Southern Sunday, you know, being experienced match officials and senior league officers as we are, that we are that support, not only to kind of young and new upcoming referees, but to experienced referees who also get difficulties as well. What I would like to see is a bit of an expansion in terms of sort of mentors, uh, coaches, at referees kind of going like from seven to six and six to five around that level. It just seems to me you don't really get that support unless you're in the system and you're level four or above. Anything kind of below that, they just don't seem to want to know. What, what's your view? What do you think that some potential support looks like and feels like? What, what do you think we're lacking at the minute? I think more training needs to be done. Yeah. Um, even if you're doing it over Zoom, at least you've got, an idea of what needs to be done. Um, certain referees are messaging me sometimes, like the newer ones, had you put um, a caution on the whole game system? And I'm thinking, well, really, this should be done when you pass. Um, so having, um, I'm, I'm, I know that there's very few mentors out there at the moment. I mean, the ones that have, the referees that have retired could probably give back a little bit, just even, seeing a few of the younger referees on the common and that and saying like, hey, how are you doing? And having a word with them. Um, I, I think there should be more training and development um, being put in place, but there, at the moment you can see we've had no due, due to COVID for the last two years, nothing's really been done. What do you think though, that that training and development looks like? Give us an example of what, of what you think, just a, a quick thing that we're going to put on a training session on this topic next week. And I think this would make a difference. What do you think? Yeah, first one would be, um, how do you sell a caution? When you sell your caution, please write down the players' names. I've had um, 
you've got um how can i put it uh, oh like paperwork uh when you're a referee that's uh, uh, closing dates um if there was any problems on the pitch and that how do you go about dealing with it certain things like that like scenarios um I think I went to one when I first passed the second time because I was a referee for Surrey first time. When I joined London FA, they'd done a evening. This is going back 11 years ago. And it was at the uh, Pimlico. And they had a training session there. And it, I think it went on for about three hours. But you took down notes and things. But I've never ever done one since. Yeah. Never yeah. ever done one since. But... When obviously I passed the first time, it was ingrained into you what you was to do, what you was to do. And I kept it from the first time, even though the second time gave me a few different pointers, but it was ingrained into me the first time when I started refereeing. So you and I had a conversation, didn't we, offline earlier on today? And and I, I was saying to you of my experience sort of 21, 22 years ago, which was admin was the most important thing you just had to get the admin right even before you even stepped foot anywhere near the pitch yeah. you had to get your admin right and that was you know you're closing your dates your match confirmations making sure that you're replying to your emails i mean years ago we didn't really use when i first started we didn't really use emails it was quite a new concept they used to send you a sort of postcard or something in the post or they used to phone you up and confirm the game i mean those days are long gone i mean the younger officials now coming coming through and the, the younger club secretaries, the admin has never been as easy as it is now. It's just a click of one button um, and typing a quick email. And, and it is disappointing. And officials, I think, sometimes are very quick to dig out the clubs. And yes, the clubs are at fault sometimes. But equally, I think the officials have got a job and a responsibility to do, don't they? Yep, yep, I agree with you. Um, and I think the other thing that drives me mad is just seeing the state of some of the refereeing kits out there at the moment. I mean, we don't allow coloured kits. Um, the county rules are quite clear on this, which they don't let um, teams affiliate who have got like dark navy or a black kit. So whilst that remains the rule, you know, we ask referees to wear traditional black kit. But I think what frustrates me is some of the younger referees going forward, they see it in the professional game and, you know, they want to start waving cards around and they think that they're in the Premier League. I mean, I think there's the old saying, isn't there? Don't run before you can walk. Correct. Correct. I mean, I've I've seen that as well lately. Um, you've got to have the... You've got, there's a minimum yeah. standard, Mark, isn't yeah. there? You've got to have the... Um, oh, I can't think of it. Like the experience first before you can jump into them coloured yeah. shirts, to be honest with you. Yeah, the going you've got to, you've got to be up like higher level now. I mean, as we are in this league, traditional black shirt. Um, if I do see any of uh, my referees, which I have seen one this season, I've actually pulled him up on it and he's apologised. He said, "Oh, I didn't." I said, "Well, obviously you you didn't um, read the email that I sent out at the start of the season, so that was the, uh, it was only due to social media that I actually see it when someone took a picture and said, "Oh, your referees wearing a different colour top." Interesting. Um, I want to go back in a minute, just, just talk going back into about appointing and around kind of shortage of officials. Um, so what do you feel are not just necessarily related to London or the Southern Sunday League? What are the what are the issues for a referees secretary at the moment? What what's your pressing issues? Is it 
recruitment? Is it retention? Is it covering games? Is it training and development or a combination of kind of everything? What What is the life of a referee secretary at the moment? I'd say the combination of all of them and you've here on the end, the, the, the main one is like the availability when you don't close your dates, I'll point you to a game and then you message me and say, oh, I'm not available. Sometimes I can hold my hand up and say, yeah, it was my fault. I forgot to close it. I didn't read the email correctly, but more often than not, when I appoint refs to games and then they say, oh, I can't do it this week. Well, why didn't you tell me? Because already the email's already gone out to say that you're affiliating this game. So it makes more and more work for me to do, as well as more work for you to do as well, because you've already done the bullet, the, the lead bullet in and that, and it's got the, per, you've got the referee's name on there. Um, yeah, it's just frustrating. Uh, the retention of referees, touch wood, we've kept the majority of all of our referees and we'll add, we'll add more referees for next season. Um, we've had a few new ones come on since February, March time, which I'm pleased with. Um, and that's through word of mouth or someone, one of our referees has said, oh, what league are you on? Come and join uh, the Summer Sunday. It's such a good league, such well run. Um, but it's mainly word of mouth and just try, um, being there for them. Yeah. And uh if they if they need if they need a chat, they're more than welcome to contact me. Not after eleven p.m. because otherwise the wife will get mad. <laughs> we don't want that. Um, if there was one wish that that essentially could be granted to you in terms of kind of any resource or help or support or anything like that that you needed, if we could click your fingers and wave a magic wand. What would be that one thing that would make a massive difference to your life as a referee secretary right now? Um, These are unscripted questions, people. By listening. I know. Um, completely put on the spot here. You, yeah, you've thrown me under the bus. <laughs> um, probably more, more referees, I would say. Yeah. More referees. Um, we have... Well, I think I can. We had 82 on our panel for this year, but we've had a few referees that have been injured throughout the season. Obviously, a couple have uh, left, um, and some do the odd games here and there. But there is a bulk of our referees that do new enough every week, like yourself and, my, yeah. and myself. Um, and they're the ones, obviously, they're. Uh, Keep keeping them and then they give the word of mouth to other people say yeah this league's great I've been on it such and such I mean the ones that have been injured have been uh, uh, experienced referees as well and as you said the grands are not getting it any better mm. and they're doing more and more games so that's why they're getting injured yeah uh, yeah now I'll say probably more referees so this is completely unscripted and unrehearsed so that then segues quite nicely and I want to really go back to where we were what we were talking about earlier on and that was around appointing now you'll know that I had a lot of frustration on behalf of the league and I, I voiced it quite publicly and that was around our parent county FA appointing for their senior Sunday challenge cup matches um, neutral assistant referees right from the very very first round now you know there was a scenario where two of our teams from our premier division um, were one of those ties and they had neutral assistant referees and I think at one point we were about 13 referees short on our league so yeah. the point I think that you made in terms of the answer of the last question which is that you want more referees absolutely right 
there aren't enough number. But how did that make you feel when more than once the county FA essentially kept stripping you of your match officials? What was the impact on you and the league and how did that make you feel? I think on on the week that you're uh, mentioning, we had 13 officials short. I think we got it down to two in the end, uh, either by hook or by crook, while um, referees doing double games, um, speaking to other leagues, uh, referees, secretaries, and if there was anyone that could lend a hand. But I think on that week, in, that was the first week that I've known in, I think, 12, 12 years no, it's since 2009 when you was referee secretary that we didn't cover our games and I was really disappointed and on that week as well I think we had two cup games and both of the teams were in our league and normally in our league um, it's one referee and two uh, assistant referees from either club and that could have happened still Yeah, we've never had any problems with that so we, that would have freed up four officials Yeah. Uh, I think that needs to be looked at personally um, by only really having the, even even if it's the Sunday um, Challenge Cup, whatever it is, it, they shouldn't have three officials until the quarterfinal, I think. Yeah. Not in the first round, because that's, that's just silly. Because do, do you think that there's a worry, and, and I've certainly got a fear, the numbers of referees ain't going up anytime soon. So we are all sort of scratching around, beg, stealing and borrowing, and we're going to have to just manage with what we've got. What it felt like to me, it was it was a total lack of understanding and support from the county FA for their for their biggest Sunday league. Um, and I just felt that it was robbing Peter to pay Paul and our concerns weren't properly listened to, um, weren't addressed. You know, we, we made a complaint. We never received any response. And it was, well, we're the county FA. We're going to do what we like. And do you know what? You'll have to just scratch around and, and get on with it. And I thought that was quite disrespectful. And I think an awful way to treat unpaid volunteers. I, I don't know how you felt. Yeah, I felt, I felt um, quite annoyed, to be fair. Um, but do you think this is going to happen again? If they don't change the rules or they don't show a little bit of flexibility, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it will. It will happen again if, if we keep losing officials um, and if problems keep occurring then we will lose officials and if the rule isn't changed in the uh, challenge cup and they take the officials depending the challenge cup might get bigger next season you could have even more referees missing yeah. on the weekend that they have them county cup games what was the impact mark and and what was the feedback from the from our clubs who were were affected by this what what, what were people saying to you they were disappointed uh, obviously when we when I first come onto this league, you you had the one hundred percent record of officials um, to every game. Um, I know in both the games the games went well, but it's still not the point. We always said that we would have an official for each game, and I was I was disappointed myself. Um, the, the clubs obviously fed. I said. Um, when to do the game, you'll have to do a half each, or if someone wants to do the whole game, then they can do it. Um, but with the feedback that I got from both games, both games did go okay, but that's still not the point. You yeah. should have a referee for each game. 
So talking of cups, it leads us again, and at segue, this is non-rehearsed, so uh, nice little segue. Um, so we're getting to that time of season, aren't we, where it's um, what they call the business end of the season. And it's not only the business end of the season for our clubs who are getting to cup finals, but obviously we are here to talk about referees and, and our match officials. Um, I know this week that, that we're going to sit down and we're going to make um, the appointments to our cup finals. Um, 28 officials are going to be very fortunate to be appointed across seven cup finals. Um, is that something you enjoy doing? Is it something you look forward to? Do you find it difficult? Do you worry about it? How, how do you feel about that? Because um, it's a bit of an arduous process, isn't it? It is. Um, for the first, obviously, the first season when I became referee secretary, I looked at um, Look the way that you done it um, by appointing, and it uh, goes on merit on obviously the marks from clubs and that with the officials. Um, and our league average is eighty three point zero, which I was just looking at. And there's not many there's not many referees um, below that that have done less games than obviously ten games that we like them to do. Um, so what yeah, does your do. criteria then look like? So you're saying club marks, that's one thing. What else do you do you take into account when you're appointing? Because I know that people are going to be listening to this thinking clubs are unqualified. They don't know what they're talking about. If they get one decision, they're going to give a referee a bad mark. So that could scupper their promotion or scupper their cup final. Um, so what sort of, out of 100%, what percentage would you say um, you look at marks? How much do you take that into account? Um, probably 50%. Obviously, um, the more games that obviously referees do, and I can see that when we spoke about this before, that sometimes the percentage of your mark goes down yeah. because of obviously doing more games, that lowers the mark. Um, I've just seen on here, you've actually been beaten this year for um, the amount of games done when we were speaking earlier. I know, well, I noticed that earlier on in yeah, the week as well. There's one There's one referee that's done very... Uh, <laughs> a load more games than both me and you probably put together but um, that's because I've asked him if if he's at the certain ground where he's, there's a 10.30 and a 1 o'clock game he will do it for me so, so do you so, okay so that's a really good good example so that's around about looking at someone's commitment looking at their flexibility and if they're willing to kind of help you out if you need a favour so that's something you would say is quite high up that you take into account yeah yeah I would agree with that um but obviously, looking at the club marks, uh, club marks. I know that they say the when you just said about if you get a bad mark and that. But sometimes that doesn't necessarily affect um, some of the markings. Sometimes because it evens itself out. If one club's marked a referee a lower mark than you normally see that they're marked, then I do go back sometimes and say to the club, um, can you tell me why you've marked the referee? And if they give me a reason as to why it's lower, sometimes I say, well, you might want to up that mark a little bit because it, that doesn't make sense to why you've marked them that low. Yeah. And, and, would, you say, and would you say that it generally is if it's a, a decision that they feel didn't get or, or that something went against them in the penalty in the last minute and they lost the game 1-0? Or would you, would you say that it was quite frequent then that clubs would then sort of jump on that and then they would give a negative mark in, in response? Is that common? Yeah, 
I believe so. I do believe so. I'm with you. I I don't think that's just a, I think that's just a bit of sour grapes. That's not just this league. I think that's, I think that's generally across the board, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, So what else would you chuck in there, Mark, then? Would you chuck, we talked about admin, didn't we, for officials earlier. Would you chuck that in? Yeah, I'd chuck admin in. Um, Win appointing, obviously, last season we had um, referees that refereed a final last season. And, 99% 99% of the times, then they, they miss a season in the middle if they've already done one and we give them a final the following season. But if they've been exceptional um, during the season, then I don't see no reason why not to give them another cup final for their their great work that they've done. Um, I know that myself um, should be doing a cup final this year, but I don't want to do a cup final this year. I'd rather my referees have the day out and enjoy themselves. I've, I've done enough cup finals. So, process, we're going to sit down this week. Um, how have you gone about sort of engaging with the officials about sort of availability? And again, we talk about admin because what we don't want to do is appoint people and they then come back and say, I'm not available. So what's been your, what's been your strategy around that? And this so, is just for uh, anyone yeah. that's perhaps thinking about um, becoming a referees appointment secretary is one of the really most difficult jobs on the on the committee. So we're going to ask yourself, as, as somebody quite experienced, as am I, having done the job for many years as well, um, how do you go about sort of selecting um, your officials and, and, and getting their availability? It's quite quite so, a helpful thing, I think. So I've sent an email out um, regarding the first five cup finals that we've got dates for. Um, and the lovely wife set up a nice big chart on the uh, computer, um, put the uh, names of the referees that were available and what dates are available. Um, I've had quite a good response from the majority of the panel. Um, there is a couple of refs that um, are not available on them cup final uh, dates that we've got so far. Um so, so what do you do with those then? So you've got your dates essentially out for what you want to appoint and then an official comes to you and you really want to give them a final, but they then come to you and they say, no, I'm really sorry, I'm not available for any of those appointments, so you can't give them one. What 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 do you do for that official? Because that must be heartbreaking. Well, I know that there, there's, there's, there's two at the moment that uh, can't do any of them five dates, but I know that we've obviously got two cup finals planned further after the dates that they are due back from holiday so just a general so, thing rather than yeah. obviously specific to us what would yeah. you do in that scenario with those officials i mean that, that's that's a, a heartbreaking conversation for you right is we've got these finals here are the dates you're coming to me with the available dates and actually you can't do any of them um w- where does that sit in your mind and, and what do you do with that what what do you that do to make, try and yeah. compensate them that makes me sick to feel that I can't give them a cup final. Um, then obviously I have to have a chat with them and say to them that I can't offer you one this year. And then I'd have to say that I'd have to put you down for one for next year. Yeah. That would probably be the case. Um, I know we did have one official that's been injured all year that was due a cup final and he got injured before his cup final last time. So I've still got that in my head. Still yeah. waiting for him to uh, come back, but um, he's 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 had a long, long injury layoff, which has taken a lot longer than I think he thought himself. Um, 
there is obviously one official that we um, know about that it's not going to be about as well. So, and he's done brilliant this year. So, what what are you going to do then with these officials that you talk that you can't give finals? What's 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 your compensation? So you're saying maybe you might hold off to next year. What about yeah. um, end of season promotion relegation games in the league? Would that be something that you, you oh, would yeah. trust those officials with? As, oh, as, as it's not compensating for a day out at a cup final, but nonetheless. It's a big responsibility, isn't it, to referee a, a promotion or a title game or a relegation game? Yeah, um, obviously that sits in my mind when I'm appointing officials during the season anyway on the uh, on the bigger games. But it's like me and yourself, we should be doing bigger games, but we do the lower division games because we still feel that they're the same. They, they get what they should be getting a good official on any game. Yeah. So, but yeah. I'd be, I'd be absolutely gutted if I couldn't give the ones that obviously the, have deserved it and they're not going to be here. I'd be absolutely gutted that they didn't get their day. They didn't get their day with the other three officials. What do you look at? And, and I know this goes out on the Silk podcast and I know that Andrew will, will give this a listen. He mentioned something earlier on, I think it was this week or, or just before the weekend, just gone. And that was around sort of officials working with the same, perhaps the two assistants. Is that something in terms of like the relationship to how well you know the officials about forming that team of four on the day? Is that something that you look at in terms of dynamics about people who will get on with, with people or you put experience with non-experience? Does, does that come into your thoughts somewhere along the line? Yeah, I think both me and yourself have uh, seen that um, throughout the years. Obviously, we've both been doing this. Um, it's good to have an experience, someone experienced has done cup finals or even done a cup final, but is experienced in himself um, to help them younger refs if they haven't never done it before. Um, when I when I very first, when I first come onto the league, um, yourself, you gave me a fourth. Um, uh, fourth official I'd never well, that done was hard on me wasn't it that um, was hard on me yeah just just to be just just to have the experience of being there and seeing how it's done um, and then obviously working your way doing a line then in the middle um, yeah I think having an experienced referee within that team of four um, does make it better yeah do you know what Mark you and I need to do a cup final together one day I don't think we've ever done one have we yeah, you'll have to be my linesman. <laughs> It'd be my pleasure. It'd be my pleasure. Only if you, um, only if you reciprocated. Um, so the last thing that I just want to talk about then is um, around, you know, we might be in April, but we're already, as a league, I know, starting to make plans for next season with interviewing new teams and asking who's staying and who's going. And we've got promotions and relegations and stuff. What does the this time of the season look like for a referee secretary in terms of some of the work that you're doing for next season what are you up to at the minute i know guys can't see me on this podcast i've got no hair now i've had to pull my <laughs> hair out um yeah it is the busiest part of the season to be to be probably frank it is the busiest part but throughout the season you're busy so it's really it's really no different but being obviously a part of the, the committee in there and we know we've got the cup finals to look forward to. It is, it is a busier time for myself and, uh, and you. Um, I enjoy this part of the season because this is what we've 
done all season to look forward to, especially with looking at the promotions and the relegations and even enjoying the day out at the cup finals. Um, I really, yeah, I do like this part. See, even with supporting your own your own team, uh, Chelsea at the moment, in the uh, quarter-final of the Champions League, who knows, might be able to do something special tomorrow night. A lot of people have written Chelsea off, but you know when Chelsea are underdogs, they end up pulling something out of the app. How on earth on a referee's podcast have we ended up talking about Chelsea? Probably beat Madrid Madrid tomorrow and then get smashed (laughs) on Sunday by Palace. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but that's another thing. Even when you're looking at games outside of the league and you're looking at football games like we we even look at referees when we're watching them like yourself yesterday when you was watching your game at Fulham and you turn around and said like wow oh no don't um, turn around don't repeat no, what I said I'm not gonna I'm not <laughs> gonna say I'm not gonna say what you said but it's like you see a different side of refereeing like from Prem Championship to our own referees I've been disappointed Mark. I mean yeah. as you know I go to a lot of games as you do live so I'm not just an armchair supporter I have to say I, I'm quite disappointed with the level of officiating in the in the in the England at the moment in the professional leagues. I am disappointed, and I do feel the level is going backwards. And um, maybe that's something which we need to focus on in a in a future podcast. And that's probably around equipping officials properly at grassroots level, preparing them to go into the semi-professional football, which then puts them in the right. Um, place in terms of going into into professionals I'm not sure we've got the journey necessarily right and I do think we've got some work and you mentioned it earlier on about training and development I think if we could do a little bit more with the officials at this level I think we could prep them a lot better for when they we then move them on but I think that's a a discussion um, for another day Um, Mark I've got to say it's been a long time since we've done one of these podcasts we've missed it um we're back this is episode yep. number four uh, we won't be leaving it so uh, so much longer and um, we'll have a catch up uh, in a few weeks time and we'll reflect on the start of the cup final season and hopefully we might be able to get a couple of the officials on board and find out from their perspective um, what their experience was like in terms of getting the appointment and what their preparations are for the cup final. And I think it's always important, isn't it, to stress that there yeah. are three teams at cup finals. It's one team, it's another team, but it's the officials team. It's their day as well. Um, yeah. Mark, thank you very much indeed for, for, for joining me tonight. And uh, that's it, uh, ladies and gents, for the Whistler episode four. Please join us again soon and stay safe. Take care. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.